You asked me why I'm doing all this, but even if I told you why, I doubt very strongly that the knowledge would change anything at all. It's the Dojin. Ya tu sabes, baby. You already know what it is. Mira, your boy, Dirty Rice, in the building. Yes, it's the Dojo Podcast, the waviest podcast in the world. You already know what it is, man. Yes, your boy, Dirty Rice. Yo, we're going to hit you in the head with some new music, okay? We're going to break down a lot of the albums that dropped this past Friday, plus a couple bonuses for you guys as well, all right? So buckle up, and here we go. <laughs> So we got a new remix out right now. Future and Drake have up the ante with the latest single, Life is Good. And I think we all can agree on that. Some people like Drake's verse better. Some people like Future verse better. But both records are out of here. Well, this past Saturday, yesterday, Drake and Future premiered the Life is Good remix. The official remix featuring none other than the baby and Lil Baby. So some more baby on baby action. The song was produced by Ambiza, Oz, and D-Hill. And yes, yes, Drake and Future gave... You know, little baby and a baby a chance to spit their crazy bars, which is lit. So the remix arrives at a perfect time when fans are eagerly are eagerly awaiting for Drake and Future's relief of their rumored follow-up project to the 2015 What a Time. The baby takes off seconds with quote, I'm trying to rap like the baby, but I can't. So this is what the baby says. I can't entertain all the flooding. I can't entertain all the flood again. I ain't been the same since they crossed me. You know how they do when you popping. You know baby can't do all that talking. He snapped on that though. He definitely snapped on that. Then Lil Baby come on it. You know, I love Lil Baby. I love Lil Baby's flow. He's very flamboyant in his flows. He's, you know, he's living that rapper lifestyle, so he's gonna talk that shit. Whoa, spent 30 racks on a rap, bitch. Could've went and bought a brick. Whoa, quarter million worth of chain. That's Icebox. Everybody lit. Whoa. You like how I added that little baby? Whoa, I know you did. I know you did. You got the main two top guys, Drake and Future with the new up-and-coming artists, even though they're kind of, they're definitely established. We talking about Baby and Lil Baby. So I think it's pretty dope to have these four guys on a record. And I'm going to play you a little snippet of the song. All right, here you go. Ruger, she hang on the block where I hang like a shooter. Throw the way a cougar, she didn't want to leave. Feel like garbage, my heart was on my sleeve. To the child's better with your company at least. Why should I have love for her? She can get it out the creek. Baby can't do all that talk. I got food trying to sue up and boss. I got dudes trying to sue down the floor. I got hoes in LA, got a new boot from George. A million. Saved up to get on my door. Over 100k to Drew Finley, my lawyer. Let's go. Six digits on cases, we beat it like Tina. <clears throat> Baby, y'all on the TV, that's easy. I mix me with the gas and I bought me a beam. Yeah. Now I pull up and ghost, they ain't see me. Cast, I know she gon' Yeah, that joint hard, man. Yeah, future definitely starts it off on Drake's part. And you know, the song is five minutes, but it's a good listen. But this is my question. Do you like the original better or do you like the remix better? <laughs> Which leads us to our next topic since we talk about Drake and Future. It is about Drake and Future, but we're going to start off with Drake, okay? Listen, Drake is getting ready to drop an album sometime in 2020. Off of the strength that he was very quiet in 2019, but he kept relevant with a lot of, you know, strong features, Lucy's here and there, and that Rap Radar interview that dropped on Christmas Day. In the interview, he also mentioned that he is working on a new album, and although there was no mention of a release date, it is assumed that it will drop sometime this year in 2020. He did mention that the album will have both rapping and singing, plus production from some of Drake's usual suspects. Now, I mean, we got Noah, Boy Wonder, etc. But if his most recent track, War, is a sign of what Drake is going to give us on this album, fans can expect tenacious UK-inspired rapping and, of course, some of the craziest beats that you will hear in the game. So, yeah, be on the lookout, man, because on top of that, we don't know when he's dropping. We don't even have a title for this album. So, yeah, be on the lookout for Drake's 2020 album. We looking for all clues, Drake. <laughs> Now, on to Future, okay? Future, he coming off a year where he earned his number six 
Coming off a year where Future earned his number six, number one album, which is The Wizard. A lot of people say they don't like that shit. Man, y'all tripping. The Wizard is the shit. And kept his foot on the pedal with another um, strike release with the Save Me EP, okay? But the first order of business for Future appears to be the sequel to his melodic 2017 Hendrix. Yo, Hendrix was a great album. What's my what's my one like my favorite song off of Hendrix that use me? You know, niggas, it's full of lies. Oh, oh, that shit knocks, yo. But anyway, yes, Future did mention I absolutely have to make another Hendrix album. And he wrote this on a post on his Instagram in February of 2019 where he was saying he needed to record another album well future's offhand comments made headlines and caused fans to go crazy for the finished project because i mean come on yo that hendrix album is a great project now this project was reportedly finished within that same month but was ultimately pushed back but snippets like the ones that have surfaced in march of last year and fake tracklists have appeared and many are forecasting the liberation of hendrix 2 in 2020 so we we, we gonna see if if we drop that Hendrix 2 in 2020. So yeah, check future IG and his social media for, for all that good shit. Now, Florida rapper Kodak Black, who is incarcerated and is going through a through a real crazy situation with his jail sentence. Well, he says that he will release his album from prison. But Kodak Black says he's going to wait until he's released from prison to drop an album if new single doesn't go platinum by his birthday. So on Sunday... February 16th, a post came out from the Incarcerated Rapper's Instagram account regarding the new single, Because of You, and how its popularity could affect the release of his upcoming LP. And the clip that he uploaded on his IG was um, from the video, from and was a clip of the video for the single. Quoting, if this go platinum before my birthday, I'ma drop an album. If he revealed, he revealed that in the caption. If not, y'all gotta wait till I come home. Hashtag truly. Because of you, so that's going to be a long time to not hear Kodak Black if this record doesn't go platinum. I mean, Kodak Black is facing four federal gun charges, but his release date is August 14th, 2022. So we're going to have a little while to hear from Kodak if he doesn't go forward with releasing any music until he's released from prison. So I ain't show no one Deciding me I think I love someone It might have been I wanna trust someone That's a little snippet of the single that Kodak Black is dropping called Because of You. So yeah, I think it's a little smooth joint. This is definitely showing the softer side of the Florida rapper. I mean, he starts it off, man. All because of you, I'ma be a better man. Now I wanna do things I ain't never did. So let's make this go platinum, people. Kodak's a dope artist. He's young. He made he made some mistakes, but I mean, come on. Who don't make mistakes at a young age? Because I'm being real with you. I can't wait till 2022 to hear some new Kodak. So make sure you go support him, all right? Now, rest in peace to Juice World. Yo, can you believe that Juice World has already been gone for two months, man? That's wild. You know, Juice World did die of a tragic death over an overdose in December of 2019. Juice World has been gearing up, though, to release yet his untitled third studio album. His engineer, Max Lord, said Juice World's new LP deals with his post-rise state of mind and how he handed the added pressure. Elsewhere in the story, it was confirmed that the album would feature production from Nick Mira, Metro Boomin, and a guest appearance from Young Thug. Young Thug and Juice World make crazy records together. But did y'all hear? If y'all get the chance, listen to Mannequin Challenge, Young Thug, Juice World. I mean, Thug goes off ripping. The Rolls Royce is great. I've been calling it Granny. I cop the lamb truck that bitch pan America. Come on, yo. And that beat is out of here. My bad. I had a little moment. But nah, yo. So yeah, just be on the lookout for that. 
Now, the exact sonic layout for this album isn't sure yet. If it's going to be like his first album, we're not sure yet. But since it's a tight-knit people that are working on this album for Juice World, you know, that we're on Juice World's team, and they're saying that, listen, they're going to deliver on the sound that made the Chicago rapper a star. A platinum-selling artist at that, too. So rest in peace, Juice World. <laughs> now, A Boogie with the Hoodie just recently dropped his new album, The Artist 2.0. But Boogie... But Boogie mentions that, yo, he thinks all hits are mediocre, even his, which I kind of find hard to believe because, hey, Boogie got some really big records under his belt. Now, in 2020, A Boogie with the hoodie is inhabiting a world in which he kind of did help create with an auto-tune sound inspired by the Deep South and remnants of, you know, Drake's so far gone era. Now artists are becoming stars using the signature, the signature process that got A Boogie on. And he even admits saying in a recent interview that he feels stuck in the hip-hop and R&B lane that he feel like he created himself. Now, Artist 2.0 has a different feel to it, though. And A Boogie's a little worried about that. You know, a little nervous just, you know, because of his rapidly growing fan base. Will they be accepting to, you know, this new sound? Or would they be saying, nah, we want the old Boogie? Here's a little snippet of one of the songs off his album. It's called Thug Love. Check it out. Let me know what you think about it. You're still pretty when you cry We got London on the train She want that dog love, yeah But this ain't no fucking love song It's crazy, you're still pretty when you cry Push your penny strings over to the side Come wake up and hit it while you got your dog on, yeah You telling me that you want dog love But you don't even kiss me when you making love And that's how I knew that you was a dog So yeah, back, that's a little snippet of one of the records off of A Boogie's project, man. So he does mention, though, that he feels like his music is mediocre on a Rolling Stones interview, okay? And they asked him to explain, why do you feel like your music is mediocre? He's like, hits in general, hits is mediocre. That's about every hit right now. Every hit is like a repetitive melody or something. And he started singing some of his shit, like my shit. But he said he knows what songs to make a hit. So he knows what songs to make for the radio. He said he's a really good music maker. He's like, I'm a really good music maker for real. It's easy to me. He has to have the mindset of, yo, I want this record on the radio. Only three songs can spin over here. So these three songs can be hits. But the other records are just really good records that he likes to structure himself. But yeah, that's kind of true. A lot of these artists, a lot of these records, they're all pretty repetitive for the, on the radio side of things. And trust me, I know I work for radio. So, But mediocre, I don't think his stuff is mediocre, A hey, Boogie. But that's his words, not mine. So yeah. Now for all my Migos fans out there, yo, can y'all do y'all like that new song, Give No Fucks? The song dropped Thursday night, and it got Travis Scott and Young Thug, and the song's already at 5 billion views on YouTube. That's crazy, man. Have you heard it yet? We don't get no fuck, no. We don't get no fuck, fuck shit. We don't get no fuck, no. We don't get no fuck, fuck shit. Out in public, public, and we run shit. Run shit. Out in public, public, and we run shit. Get right. I got too many diamonds on. It's a little snippet, man. Yes, Migos, Young Thug, Travis Scott, all on one record together. It's called Give No Fucks. Now, I like the record. I'm not too, too crazy about it. I definitely want to see over time what will be another follow-up single. Now, don't get me wrong. I do like the record. I think the Migos do great music. I think the Migos make great music with Young Thug and Travis Scott as well. They're definitely the rock stars of the hip-hop genre right now. But if I was to personally rate this from a 1 to 5, I'm going to give this a solid 3. I've definitely heard better from the Migos, you know? I'm definitely excited to see what Culture 3 has to bring on the way. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that new Migos single, all right? 
Now, let's take it to the West Coast real quick, man, with my guy YG400. My man YG, he got a single with, I believe, I think that's, I think they still together, um, Kalani, called Conclusion. I mean, you know, they have been seen together in January and stuff, but yes, YG, he released, you know, his latest album, Real For Real, in May of 2019, and Kalani shared while we wait in February of 2019. But here's a snippet of the single right here. Do you fuck me how I fuck with you? Hey, it's your love for me, bulletproof. If I fuck on a bitch, is you gonna fuck on dude? Is we gonna play monkey see monkey do? If I fuck you good, is you gonna fuck me back? Is you really gonna get my name tagged? Top of the morning, you throw that thing back. I love how you keep that thing waxed. Hey. So this week was the five-year anniversary of if you're reading this this is too late and everybody was posting what they were doing in that moment when this album dropped and especially rapper ghostwriter at the time quentin miller and you gotta feel for quentin miller on this i mean you know the recent anniversary of that album passed february 13th this past week but however miller took to the internet and made it known to those surrounding that album that it wasn't a great time for him at all even going as far as saying positive thoughts around the album were murdered quentin miller was the ghostwriter for drizzy drake at that campaign but most importantly Quentin Miller talks about the cold shoulder that he got from the music industry as a revolt as a result of being outed as the ghostwriter for Drake by Meek Mill he also talked about Meek Mill and how that situation played out as well between the two so check it out yo so you know a lot of people have been uh congratulating me and sending me messages and shit about uh the five-year anniversary of if you're reading this and shit and, you know, I look on socials and I see, like, producers and, you know, other people that were involved with the artists and they get to talk about how proud they are of the shit, you know. And, you know, it's different for me. Um, it's 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 pretty much taboo for me to even talk about it, you know. I, I pretty much try to act like it don't even exist. The biggest the biggest project of my entire career, right? And that's, that's, that's pretty strange, but... Unfortunately, you know, I don't have the good memories about it that everybody has. You know, my good memories were all murdered. You know what I'm saying? Like the day uh, Meek Mandela, you know, y'all y'all buying that bullshit since he came out of jail. Like he's whatever. The day he, you know, put my name out there, you know, and it just blew up my whole spot. And, you know, that shit just fucked everything up for me, bro. And it's so crazy because... Man, it not only did it mess that up, but in the confusion of that shit, you know, I, me and, and DJ Drama and Cannon, like that whole side, we had, our ties were severed because of that shit because it was just so much confusion and everybody was trying to find out whose fault was it and this and that. Like, y'all just don't know what them phone calls was like. Y'all just don't know what them text messages was like. Like, y'all don't know what that pressure was like it was a lot it was hot and um that's one of the biggest things i regret was was fucking up that relationship with them because in the end that nigga drake and and me them niggas is best friends now they watch basketball games and they do shows and shit together you know so it's just like what the fuck was that even for what the fuck was all of that for you know like all the the stress that it caused you know and i know it Everybody else is able to move on because everybody else's careers was established and shit. 
but my career wasn't established. And I was looking at that if you're reading this moment, you know, at the time when I Damn Quentin. I really feel bad about Quentin Miller in that situation. I mean, he literally was an innocent bystander of this whole situation and he ultimately got the short end of the stick of this whole situation. Quentin Miller wasn't instigating nothing. He was literally just there doing his job, making music, writing music. I mean, that album. That's a great album. Thank you, Quentin. We really appreciate it. I mean, allegedly, he got jumped by them. I mean, he lost a leg. Not by Meek and his camp, but he lost a leg for health issues or whatever. And you know, Quentin also emphasized that he definitely feels like he was blackballed in the industry because of this incident. So I think, come on, Meek, you got to make that better. Like, y'all don't got to be cool or whatever, but at least apologize to that man. See if you can get that man back to working. Something we is we, we is reformed, right, Meek? I mean, like he said, in hindsight, the beef didn't really matter at the end of the day because they still fucking cool. So what really was the purpose? <laughs> and I love stories like this, man. Roddy Rich's album, please excuse me for being antisocial, returns back to the number one slot. Yo, for a fourth time, man. I mean, this is a great album. This is a great sonically produced album from beginning to end. Every song on there is fire. The 2019 freshman moved another 79,000 equivalent album units in the week ending of February 13th. And that the album has peaked on the charts on for the fourth non-consecutive time, which is crazy. Breaking another record, breaking Taylor Swift's record from her album 1989 back in 2014. That was the last album to hit number one in four separate occasions. So, yo, Roddy Rich, real recognized, real. And everybody loves that album. Everybody loved that music. So, yo, go for another week, man. Let's let, let's make it number five in the number one spot. You know what I mean? <laughs> and where has Big Sean been at lately? Well, Big Sean kind of been in the cut, and we kind of got to see where Big Sean's head at is in this recent interview that he did with Joe Budden. They talk mental health, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye, and more on the pull-up with Joe Budden. On top of clearing up any issues he had with Kendrick Lamar, the Detroit rapper also touched on his next album, working with Kanye, mental health, his relationship with Janae Aiko, his fears, and much more. And also, not to mention, can you believe it's been 10 years? Yes, 10 fucking years since Finally Famous has dropped. Big Sean's debut album that changed the game. Listen, Big Sean, I feel like, doesn't get enough credit in hip-hop because a lot of these flows that these motherfuckers is doing now, Big Sean definitely was the originator of it. Everybody's like, oh, now nah, we rocking with Meek, we rocking with Drake. Listen, Big Sean started a lot of that shit. So put some respect on Big Sean's name, man. Now, those were just some of the releases that has happened within this week, but I'm going to name them to you just in case I've missed any of them, all right? You can go check them out. We got A Boogie with the hoodie with his album Artist 2.0. Migos got a new single, GNF featuring Young Thug and Travis Scott. Future and Drake's Life is Good remix featuring the baby and Lil Baby. YG featuring Kalani, Conclusion. Fetty Wap, yeah, baby. He actually dropped a project too called Trapping B. So I'm guessing you trapping and you know, we singing to these hoes while getting money. So yeah, that's definitely a one you should check out. Kodak Black, Because of You. For my Polo G fans, Go Stupid featuring Stunner for Vegas and NLE Chopper. That song is fire. That beat is crazy. You definitely need to put that joint on your iPhone. Now, those were just some of the new releases that we had this week. I couldn't touch on all of them. If I missed some of them, let me know. Hit me on my handle at DirtyRice90 at the dojo. And yeah, just let me know what artists or what albums, you know what I mean, I should think I should review or talk about that you believe are super dope. I'm all about talking about it, all right? Pero mi gente, mira, it's about that time. I'm ready to get up out of here. The Dojo Podcast is coming to an official close. Pero mira, it's all good. Don't worry. Make sure that you follow me on all social media platforms at DirtyRice90. Make sure you tune in every week for the dojo. 
Mojo, talking all things hip hop or culture, anything or anything that's related to the culture. You know, that's what we're talking about. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and subscribe every week, okay? I'm going to hit you in the head with something new at least twice a week. So yeah, definitely subscribe and enjoy what you hear. And comment below, know what I mean? I definitely appreciate y'all. Once again, make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at DirtyRice90. And I'm going, baby. It's the dojo. Y'all to sab. It's the dojo.